Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of What They Don't Tell You at the Hair Salon. It's me, your favorite indie author, Miss LaDosha Wright, a.k.a. Key Lolo, coming to you live and direct from Cleveland, Ohio. And we are going to have a wonderful, wonderful discussion today about the future of beauty. I have the one and only most magnificent cosmetology student extraordinaire latifa is going to be joining us in just a few moments but before we get started we always talk a little bit about the current events so i just have three little points about the current events because the future of beauty the the interview is just going to be the bomb so if you are a cosmetology student If you are aspiring to become a cosmetologist, or maybe you quit and you want to re-enter or whatever. So uh, perhaps this interview will just kind of get your mojo, get you all excited. And also just to let you know how exciting the, uh, the beauty industry is and all the wonderful people who are going to be entering it. So our guest today, Ms. Latifa, is really going to have a wonderful, wonderful time with moi, LaDosha A. A Okay, so first up, uh, CDC does report on their website that the coronavirus numbers went down just a teeny weeny. So everybody out there, please continue to mask up. And if you plan on, you know, getting your vaccination, please get ready to get your vaccination because I'm definitely going to get my vaccination. So we got that out the way. I know y'all heard about Reddit. Reddit is the social news media platform that is taking this itty bitty world by storm and they just get warm. I'm talking about that good old fashioned Wall Street investment, investing and all that cool stuff. So here's a social media platform that did the Ethiopian shim sham on all the billionaires and flipped it. But they kind of like flipped the script basically and made this company, uh, GameStop, that's known for selling video games that appear to be uh, going to belly up, according to the big boys. But these, this internet mob kind of, you know, uh, uh, they was a game changer. So you guys have to go online and check out the Reddit uh, 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 social media news platform and what they did in the world of trades and stocks and all that good stuff. And then last but not least, if you haven't heard by now, which I'm sure you have, we have lost a legend. Well, I shouldn't say we lost because she actually transcended and she has passed the baton to all of us ladies and men in the world to have so much poise, so much class, so much dignity. And of course, we are talking about the one and only legendary Miss Cicely Tyson. And I'm just, I just want to say that when I was a kid, every single magazine that she was on with her cornrow braid styles I would go to my mom and say can you braid my hair like this and my dad would pick me up and would say oh you look just like Cicely Tyson so my sister and I we just so of course whatever I did she wanted to do so we always rocked our Cicely Tyson cornrow style braids so um 
So personally, I just grew up with Cicely Tyson all in my life. So um, she she done good by us here. Uh, uh, all of us humans on the planet, we all have been positively affected by uh, Cicely Tyson. She has contributed so much to our community and to the world and all your thespians out there. So we are going to miss her, but we have to do right by her because surely she has left a legacy. So speaking of legacy and passing the baton, we are going to jump right into our interview as we talk about the future of beauty and what a perfect segue um, of passing the baton from a legend such as Cicely Tyson to a very young, beautiful, aspiring cosmetologist slash makeup artist, which is really at the core of her career and her aspirations. And so I think this is just a timely, timely interview. So without further jibber jabber and gibberish and all that other good stuff, let's welcome the one and only Latifa. How are you doing, Latifa? Hey, Ladosha. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited. Now we have to let everybody know that truth be told, she is actually a customer at the hair salon who told me one day when she left that she was uh, in cosmetology school. I actually thought you were joking when you came back. And I said, where are you coming from? And you were like, school. And I was like, what school? You was like, cosmetology. I'm like, oh, you were for real. So you are an official cosmetology student. So tell us how are, how's the education going in cosmetology? How do they have you guys learning? Okay, due to COVID, the school has to follow the um, guidelines that the governor has in place. So we only are, are allowed to meet for class this one day out the week. Um, and that's pretty much it. Everything else is online. We do do Zoom every day out the week that we're not in the building. But that's it. So we don't get a lot of hands on like I really want us to. But I'm hoping once the restrictions lift up, we'll be into school and we'll be in five days a week or at least two or three days a week instead of one day a week. So that's kind of how it's going right now. It's kind of. Well, I, well, you know what? I, well, you know what? But I commend everybody on the planet for being very creative, you know, through the pandemic. It, of course, it's so unfortunate that we are losing a lot of people. Uh, so our hearts and prayers always go out to people who are in any you know, uh, type of suffrage and loss and turmoil. Um, but, but on the other side of that is always some goodness where you do have people who are being creative. So kudos to the cosmetology school owners and the students who are really you know, thinking outside of the box and just, you know, doing what a, a legend like Sister Tyson would want us to do, which is be creative and carry carry forth the legacy so we can pass the baton to the, uh, to the next generation of future, you know, cosmetologists and other professionals. So I think that's really good that you're holding up through that. So um, I, I did send you some wonderful interview questions. So we're gonna have a wonderful, wonderful time and talk about you know, uh, cosmetology and makeup artistry and so on and so forth. So with that being said, um, do you get asked that question all the time? Why cosmetology and with emphasis on makeup? Like why that one is so good makeup art? Exactly. So um, I get asked that question 
all the time, especially since I'm kind of like doing a career change. Um, I actually have to write this for my admissions to get into cosmetology. Since I was a kid, I've always loved um, hair and makeup. I used to go to the salon with my mom and I would get my hair done with her all the time. We'd be in the shop all day, you know, all day and all night, you know, just, just seeing, seeing everybody. No, hold up. Did you say all? Did you just say all no, night? We would leave. I would get, probably get there after I got out of school at five o'clock. We didn't get home till almost midnight, and I'm not lying. If my if oh, my mom hears this, she knows I'm not lying. All right, if y'all listen out here, I want y'all. I want y'all to hump the horn of y'all in the car. You know, tap the computer screen if y'all listen to us. She said they was in the beauty salon until midnight. Yes. Y'all must have been looking real yes, good. You were, and, and you get to see everybody <laughs> come in and out. Everybody, you had, had the nail techs in there. You had every all types of stylists. Everybody did different things, but they all were great at what they did, and I love that. Okay. And makeup, my mom wore makeup, so I always played in her makeup as a kid. Then when I got of age, she allowed me to wear makeup. And then people started asking me to do their makeup. Oh, can you do my makeup? I'm like, well, I'm not a makeup artist. And I'm looking at them funny, like, why would you want me to do your makeup? And they're like, well, you do and good. Said, you look good, girl. Now, I wish I, one day we're going to have a, a, when all this pandemic is over, we're going to have the, the what they don't tell you at the hair salon podcast we're going to be live and you guys can see just how fine she is but i want to be posting your picture so you guys can see in real life latifah is like give it to a queen you got it <laughs> you look good so so now the ladies were like well you look nice and so you said were you confident that you can so do it or problem. so Last year, someone was like, well, can you do my makeup for my birthday? I'm like, you know what? I was battling with my confidence, and that was my issue. Um, I didn't feel that I was good enough to do it. I'm like, I don't think I'm good enough. You know, I haven't, I'm thinking, you know, I should go to school. I should do this. I should do that. So I finally told myself, I said, um, you have to start somewhere or you'll never start. So I took that client, and I just went from there. And that was just so last now, year, February. Last year, so that's one year later. So now, I, you know, my background, everybody knows I'm the outreach worker who dares. That's my, that's one, that's one of my taglines uh, for one of my books, rather, what they don't tell you at the hair salon is that I'm the outreach worker who dares. So just give our listeners a little bit of that mental process of back and forth I'm not good enough. I don't have my license. Uh, maybe I can, maybe I can't. Tell me, tell us how you went from that I don't think I can to I can to go ahead on and do it because I want the people who are listening to our interview to understand that in the process of, of trying to achieve any goal, you know, you'll have some doubts, but you can get over the hump. But can you just help a future cosmetologist or an aspiring person in any struggle how did you go from i can't to okay just do it Latina. okay so i was praying a lot um before I, e I even did her makeup and i just kept asking well what am i good at what is my gift what is my passion god can you just lead me there and it always came to me as makeup and hair but 
I never looked at that as a uh, profession for whatever reason. I just felt like it wasn't put, I felt like it was more so like a trade and trades wasn't pushed on young kids a lot when I was growing up. And I really wish that we would push trades on kids versus that four year college stuff. Not to say that college is not bad, but trades are shorter programs. It's easy to get through and you can use it for the rest of your life and still go do venture off into other things and not accumulate so much debt. But I was praying and it came to me and I also had purchased a book that beginning of the year, which is, um, it's actually one of the questions on here. And it's called the, the Power of the Subconscious Mind. And once I started reading that book, Ooh. I was feeding myself negativity and worry and doubt. And that's why I felt that I wasn't confident. So once I started reading that book, I'm like, well, I'm the reason I'm not, you know, moving around. The reason why I'm not booking clients or getting into school. And I had to tell myself, you have to have confidence. And I literally just prayed for confidence. And it came. Okay. All right. So, so your modality to going from I can't to I can is that you would encourage people to actually pray. Now, would there be some meditation in that or just just pray I'm, I'm or, write it or, down you know. tell yourself that you can do it look in the mirror when you wake up in the morning and say that you can do it don't anytime you feel that you can't tell yourself that's doubt get out my brain i'm not listening to that i can do it you have to tell yourself that you have to write it down and you have to practice it you have to just walk right into it it's just start happening naturally for you after that but you it's about praying. I mean, you have to do it too you got to tell yourself you have to believe it you can't say it if you don't believe it if you don't believe it it holds no value to you okay i need one of those dj horns <laughs> <laughs> okay all right if you guys are listening y'all stop laughing because i need a dj horn because that's what you call kicking the ballistics as we say in my back uh, in my neck of the woods so she said you know what you gotta pray um, and then you just got to tell yourself you can do it. Look in that mirror. And, and there is actually a book called Write It Down, Make It Happen. So I think those two advice, uh, two tips are really good to help all of you who are listening to go from that, oh, ho, hum, I can't, to you know what, that little engine that think I could till I can. So please, she said, you know what, pray and then don't forget write it down make it happen look in that mirror she says don't fake it till you make it you're saying you really have to believe and know that you can do it that's what you're saying correct you have to you have to okay all right so with that being said now we know for a fact this is how you're going to get to that point now you're going to specialize in in makeup artistry okay so with that being said uh what will be your areas of expertise in the makeup? Is it like skin care? Will it be eyelashes? Do you think there's something that's just missing in makeup that nobody is covering that you know, this, this, I got this cut. Um, makeup, that part of about makeup, I feel like I'm still learning. Uh, Cause it's, I feel like it's so much. And it's like you just said, it's, new things are constantly being added. There isn't anything that I, that I feel that's not being done um, right now, but I feel like there's a, a lot of the same things being done. And I kind of want to stick to like, um, I like the 90s makeup look. It was just so natural, so natural looking. It was flawless. Like today, it kind of, it's the makeup's like more caked on. I feel like it's beautiful work. I love it. I feel like it's occasion mm-hmm. appropriate, mm-hmm. but 
I want to go back to that soft look, that more natural look. And I don't feel a lot of um, artists provide that look. Everybody kind of has like the same go-to style right now. Every time you book your okay, makeup, you're okay. gonna, every, it looks like the same makeup artist does everybody's makeup. It's like we all mimicking each other, oh, if that makes sense. Okay. I got you. So you're looking to use your expertise uh, by paying homage to the 90s era and and basically what that's going to do when you talk about natural is that you're definitely going to give people their own custom appeal to makeup uh, application and skincare because like you said now you won't have that cookie cutter you know eyebrows drawn with all yeah. the, the, the you know the contouring and all this it stuff. is beautiful i love it i love it okay so it you love beautiful. it so if there's a place for that but yeah, I think that people doing something outside of that. I feel like, well, at least I don't see enough of it. Everybody's into the contour, into the bacon, you know, to all of that, which is wonderful when you should be. But I feel like people have lost that that natural that natural touch on makeup. The natural, and it's funny that you should say that because I think back to when I wanted to become a cosmetologist. I did the same process you did. I had a prayer and then God said, you know what? Uh, you, I said, I need a new career. And a piece of paper blew across the ground and it said, you want a new career? Try cosmetology. And I said, oh boy, this is really funny because I don't know how to do mm -hmm. hair, right? And so to the point of this conversation, this interview is what will be your area of expertise? Now, keep in mind, I could not do hair. And so, and so kind of like where you are, where you see that's something natural and customizable. Um, also, that's going to definitely make makeup application uh, always relevant and flexible when you're talking about, you know, natural, because you can always enhance and tone it down a little bit. So I took a similar approach to hair care to say, you know, um, there needs to be some something in the beauty industry where we can teach people how to do their hair themselves. So I believe that you're definitely onto something when you're talking about, you know, a makeup application process that's a little bit more natural, less uh, trendy, and something that's more customizable. And I believe that everyone out here who's listening to the podcast, you know what? Um, they're like, you know, I'm gonna be looking out for this Latifah young lady in the future. And speaking of, you know, people looking out for you, I must say again, I have to give a super duper duper big fat shout out to Fee Spot for ranking what they don't tell you at the hair salon podcast as one of the top 25 hairstylist podcasts to listen to in 2021. So that's a big shout out to Fee Spot. You guys go check out their list. They have some wonderful, um, of course, you know me, I wouldn't follow everybody on there so we can support each other, but they have some wonderful, wonderful stylists, business, all types of people representing the industry in various modalities um, that they ranked, you know, uh, to listen to. So I'm very thankful to them for, you know, making me a part of that list. So uh, let's move on to our next question. Uh, so what do you think? Now you said something that I hear all the time to those of you who don't know about 11 years ago, I galvanized about 800 cosmetologists across the state of Ohio to change some laws. 
And one of the one of the challenges was we needed those natural braiders to get more, to get some education, because I shouldn't say more, they had none. But we wanted those braiders and natural hairstylists to have some education. So I asked you, what do you think is missing from the education? I know you said it's definitely uh, the vocational programs are going to save some money compared to the university. So we got that. But what else do you think is missing from the education of skincare, aesthetics, cosmetics? Black hair. This black hair period. Oh, it's just black. a lack of black hair. black hair being taught. Our hair, our textures, not just, um, even with the weaves. We do a lot of that, you know, a lot of weaves and cornrows. They teach you how to do basic cornrows, but we don't get the work on our hair textures enough. So I feel like that's me. Okay, so so ex expand on that a little bit. So first of all, tell us what do you mean when you say black, black hair? hair. Um, I was to me in, in my you, own words, in your is, own words, um, none white hair. I mean, because if you're Puerto Rican, you can have the same. We all can have similar hair textures, but white hair and the mannequins that we work on are not like my hair, or I don't feel anybody's not necessarily anybody but the majority of the clients that I might encounter hair type so to learn something on one hair texture is fine but it should be multiple textures offered and we don't get that okay okay so you want to see some diversity and yes. and you know in the mannequins and also uh, the disciplines of like what you're working on. So if you're going to work with straight hair, you're going to work with curly hair, you're going to work with baby hair. So you want to see some training in all yes. of the textures, the fabrics, not necessarily yeah, not the, race the race of people. You just want the hair. I got you. I got you. And it's funny you should. I got you. And that makes sense. I want you guys to understand that what Latifa is saying makes a whole lot of sense because that's one of the things that you know we were concerned about as cosmetology students and i'm so proud to announce that on tuesday february the 9th at one o'clock p.m i will be visiting the la barbaria hair institute and we are going to be gifting shaw high school cosmetology program um hundreds of combs the right combs that is there's a comb named after me called the right comb uh into their cosmetology kits and the la barbaria hair institute is also going to now include the right comb into their barbering kits to your point because now they do have textured mannequins but they still don't have the right comb so the right comb is really a play on my name, but there is a certain kind of comb that's needed to comb textured hair. So I think, you know, and I agree rather that you are 100% right. The education of cosmetology and barbering should include the various textures because to your point, I think that's what you were trying to say is that textured hair is not just on dark people it could be on you know puerto ricans it could be on whites but they have it kind of marginalized where 
people think that all white people have straight hair and all, you know, black people have texture. But you're saying textures vary across all the different races, ethnicities, and nationalities. And you would like to see mannequins with all these different textures because that's what you're working with versus, you know, something that's for black correct. people. Exactly. Is that correct? Okay, all right. That's that's a pretty tall call. So you know, you obviously you got the capacity to do it because you know you guys are online. You're already breaking some barriers, so you're having this wonderful interview. So perhaps you'll be able to share this, you know, with some of your students and your teachers so they can hear. You know what? Maybe this is something that we need to look more into. And if you are listening and you are a person of influence, we need you guys to help Latifa make some changes in the education of cosmetology so that we can see a lot more uh, with the varying textures of hair because it's getting marginalized and lost with the with the race and the color of people okay um, so now let's check out um, is there anything that's unique in skincare or makeup you think the public is like sleeping on like everybody's buying all this and buying but I think Everybody should really have this in their makeup. Well, as far as, not as far as makeup, but the esthetician part with skincare, something that I've noticed okay. is like trending right now was, I think it's always been popular, but it's starting to trend more. And I feel like in our communities is um, non-invasive body sculpting where you can get laser liposuction, cool scope they mean and they can kind of like freeze your fat to make it shrink to make you have a you know hourglass figure they have the vacuum butt suctions and I, and this falls all into the esthetician programs uh, and I feel like it's something that's about to be very popular very soon so let me tell you so you're saying you guys gotta listen to this so all I gotta no, no, do no, no, is no. get into it's the freezer it's freeze some fat no i'm just kidding <laughs> in the place instead of it being all you know some people have you know the jiggle stomach the cellulite it kind of like freezes so you're not jiggling when you walk around as much and as far as the laser liposuction oh. it just helps you lose a few inches off your waist if you are uh, working out if you um recently um had surgeries they also offer these new massages that you can perform on people that get some of the fat out of the, remove the fat out of the body from um, actual real liposuction. And those are things that are trending right now as far as, I wouldn't say skincare, but a lot of people who go to school for esthetician, they actually perform these procedures on people. Well, this, I'll tell you guys, I hope you all are enjoying, you know, this wonderful episode, The Future of Beauty with Latifa. She is an aspiring, you know, makeup artist. She's in cosmetology school. She's getting it all in. Now, do you think there are some advantages or to be honest, disadvantages to being a makeup artist and then going through the entire cosmetology program? But you feel like, I think I should just, maybe I just, just do skin. I don't want to do, what do you think about going through the whole thing and even though you want your expertise to be I actually battled with that the entire time I was looking for a school because I did not want to go to school for full cosmetology at first I did not 
So once I was searching for schools, I couldn't find what I was looking for. So I read about cosmetology. Um, I researched as much as I could. And I actually fell in love with it because I learned that cosmetology was some of everything. It's not just one thing. I feel like I can specialize in makeup, but I'm able to learn skincare. I'm able to learn uh, manicures and pedicures. I'm able to learn how to do hair, whether I want to do it for a career or for, or for not for, for my career. And I also learned that these are things that I can add as services when I do become in my own salon or if I work in a salon. So if I don't have makeup clients today, I can do um, a, a silk wrap or whatever they want to call it now. So it's, this is about okay. Multiple, all right. Well, so you, okay. All right. So you're just gonna get your multitask on, and if you need to dibble over here, you can dibble over there, dibble over there, and it, it, and you know what? You'll be surprised at what comes through your, you know, through your business door, your salon door. There are all different types of services that people want. We call those upsells. So a person can come in, you know, for a makeup. Uh, application service and may decide you wouldn't happen to be able to do a manicure and it would be nice to say as a matter of fact I can so you're absolutely right so uh, what we're going to do now is move into um, one of these I'm, I'm going to be having some wonderful people coming on to the show you know every every two weeks from now on so next up we're going to be having our natural hair specialist Miss Victoria Webster she's going to be coming on uh, on our next episode so we I have a different game that I'm going to play with each person so today you are officially um, the first contestant and the name of this game is called Respond so what I'm going to do is I'm going to say the word and then uh, and then the first word that comes to your mind, I just want you to quote unquote ready. respond. Are you ready? Okay, so listeners, I want you guys to play along with us. I'm going to say this word and then you guys too Think of the first word that comes to your mind, and we are going to have a good time. So, uh, drum roll, please. Blah, 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 blah. On your mark, get set. My first word Makeup. is Mac. Okay. Andy. Skincare. Big butt. Kardashians. <laughs> Y'all stop laughing. Stop laughing. Don't laugh at her. Next word. J-Lo. Deep face. Skin care. Um, lush. Over Maybelline. the counter makeup. Ooh la la. Washing the face with water. I'm not only. sure about that one. I don't know. No. No, <laughs> no, no. So with that being said, I, you know, I'm so glad you said, if you guys are happy that she said no, I want you again to toot your horn or, you know, wave your fingers in the air like Custa, jump on it, jump on it. Because so many people tell me they don't wash their face. They only use water. So uh, before we wrap up, and we got a couple of more questions, what do you think about people 
who don't use any type of a cleanser, I don't want to say soap, but just a cleanser uh, on their skin, on their face, they only I use feel watching love someone like that. Their skin looks beautiful on the outside, but I know it's got to be dying on the inside. It just doesn't seem right to just wash your face with just water. It just the build up, the blackheads, all the oil glands. It's like your face has to be clogged somehow. It doesn't seem cleansed. Okay. Okay. So as you get more education, then you're going to yes. have a new answer for that. I take it. All right. Okay. So again, we are having this wonderful, wonderful discussion. We are talking to the future of beauty, the one and only. And I'm telling you guys, she looks so fine. Make the preacher drink. Miss Latifah. So what, what is that you want people to know about you when you get out into the, the world of beauty, the world of work? Uh, I know you're a wonderful mommy, you're a wonderful daughter, you know, auntie, all that cool stuff. But as a profession, what I want people to know this I want people about to know me. that I am always thinking about the future. So everything like what you're pretty much saying i'm the future i want to be that to someone else so i want to accumulate so much knowledge and i want to be able to share that i want to be a helpful and a knowledgeable cosmetologist makeup artist i want people to feel that i'm approachable when they meet me that they're comfortable with asking me questions or ways how can i help improve this or how can i do that i will just want people to know that i am um nice i'm honest and I want to be helpful to people, to my community, to help to learn. Oh, that, and and, and that's rare because a lot of makeup artists and cosmetologists, you know, the industry right. says you you want to come to me, and you're saying I want to come and to you, but I yes, want to help because in you this business, yourself. That's what you're um, saying. We don't help each other. We don't. I I reach out to stylists. Um, they don't they ignore you they don't want to you know they feel like you're giving them their your secrets and i feel that you can give me your secrets but i can't do it like you i can give you my secrets but you can't do it like me so we can take a million classes all we want you know you pay for the braiding class you pay for the frontal class you pay for the sewing class but you can never do it like that stylist so i don't mind sharing my my knowledge and my expertise right. with someone because i know you you can't do what i do you're not me and i'm not you i can't do what you do and i don't want to do that but it's good to learn from you and enhance what i know and you can enhance what you know so that's why i want to be that person in this industry because we don't have that and when i met you i was just like it's like you fell out the sky <laughs> because it's like people don't treat people the way that you treat. i felt like you treated me when i met you and we don't get that in this industry. So I'm in my okay. 20s right now, like the makeup artists that are in their 30s. You know, I'm not trying to take your spot. It's enough room for everybody to eat, you know. And you have to pass the baton, you know. Oh, okay. Hey, and that's what we said. And the spirit of Cicely Tyson, who definitely passed baton. Oprah passes the baton. Ivra DuVernay passes the baton. You know, so Regina King passes the baton. Uh, so a lot of our people are definitely passing the baton. You guys are listening to the future of beauty. This is the one and only, the impresario, the future of beauty, Miss Latifah, encouraging all of us to unite, 
to work together to definitely understand there's enough room at the top. And as we used to say back in my day, everybody's got a little light under the sun. And that's brought to you by the one and only Reverend George Clinton. All right. Okay. So with that, um, let's wrap up with the last two questions. And the next one is, um, who's your favorite makeup artist uh, or your skincare? Like, like who's your favorite makeup artist? J-Lo's makeup artist? He's just fantastic. Oh my goodness. It's okay. the, it's it's flawless. It's flawless. Oh my goodness. And he does makeup for like on every type of level. Like if you're doing a photo shoot, if you're gonna be in a movie, if you're just doing one for a magazine cover, if you're just going out for your day to day. And I didn't even know makeup, you know, expand that far. And so I started following him and watching him. And he just does it so flawlessly. And he was he just tell describes how you can do makeup with two or three products and it can still come out flawless if you know what you're doing if you know what you're doing it'll okay. come out right you don't have to be caked up to get that look that you're going for if you know what you're doing you're gonna make it happen and he's only said that by experience by being put into situations to where he didn't have his makeup and he had to do what he had to do Scott Burns and what's this gentleman's name again Okay, so Scott Barnes, this is J-Lo's makeup artist, and this is where you take your inspiration from. Now, I always like to ask people in the beauty industry, who do they take their inspiration from or look up to? Because we all are inspired by other people. I know for me, it was Olive Benson. My entire career, even the color of my hair, <laughs> everything I do is paying homage to um, Olive Benson, definitely Ted, you know, Gibson, Vernon Francois, Greg Gilmore, you know, my colleague, Dr. Spritz, uh, Sir Poole, so uh, Stefano. So there are a lot of people in the industry who have poured into me, Nuccio Basquisco, Keith Michael Davis, uh, Rachel Marola. So uh, so yeah, uh, Fatou Sangay uh, over at the Gay and Joe Skills Academy, Washington State over in West Africa. So you're right, you know, you definitely want to have someone you look up to and find out, guys, uh, you know, if you are an aspiring cosmetologist or makeup artist, like she said, she follows this guy and 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 kind of gets into what what makes him tick and 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 get all this inspiration to learn things that she really didn't know like how to work with three you know makeup products to make it do what it do and then my last question is uh what it's a book, book that i purchased called reading? daily self-discipline it's by martin meadows okay so tell us about Daily Self-Discipline so by Martin It kind of goes hand in hand with the power of the subconscious mind. Self-discipline is something that has to be taught and almost kind of like trained. If you don't have it, um, they give examples on how to practice self-discipline. Have you ever taken a cold ice bath? That's self-discipline because everything with self-discipline is mental. Everything is in the mind. So I'm just trying to train my mind to you know just beat anything and do anything and everything that i can't do i just realize that it's in my mind and i actually can do it everything is in the mind and that's pretty much how the book breaks it down to and you just have to get up every day even when on days where i fail and i don't know oh. it's good you have to get up and try the next day but it's in the mind everything it goes back to what's in the mind 
You have to what the in the mind. Okay. You gotta you gotta be positive, guys. You have to be positive. Now, as we, you know, old folks would say, out of the mouth of babes, this is a good-looking, intelligent babe. This is the future of cosmetology, the future of beauty, the future of leadership, the future of technology, the future of innovation and beauty. That is, and of course, we're starting to see in spirit and mindset we are talking to the one and only Miss Latifa. I want you guys to look out for her. She's coming to you real, real soon. Uh, I'm definitely going to be supporting her in her career. She she dropped the mother load of two wonderful books. She said, The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. I believe that's by Joseph Murray. I read that book all the time. And then last but not least, she said, Hey guys, you got to check out Daily Self-Discipline by Martin Meadows. So you probably can get these books uh, uh, on your ebook platform, or you can now go on Amazon, or you can still visit, mask up, wash your hands, you know, do your social distancing. Please support all of our local bookstores because they need our support. As an indie author, I would not be doing a podcast if it was not for my ability to write in all of the local bookstores uh, that has supported me as an indie author. So please go out and support your local bookstores. And if not, you know, you can go online and definitely you can download some of these books. So I would like to thank you so much, um, Latifa, for your time. I know people are going to ask, you forgot to ask her, what's her favorite skincare? I hear y'all back there. Wait, wait, we want to know. Don't, don't end the interview. What, 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 what does she like? So is there a, 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 a skincare or makeup that you, um, that you would like to recommend or makeup, promote? If you like your eyeshadows to pop, P. Louise has a great eyeshadow base. It's only in the UK. The only place in the US that carries it that I'm aware of is murphymakeup.com. But it's great if you want your eyeshadows to pop, P. Louise. And as far as skincare, um, I use tea tree oil and cocoa butter. The only thing I use outside of that is this product called Dream Cream by Lush because I do suffer with eczema in the wintertime. And the product is the bond. Dream by Lush. Okay. All right. So I hope y'all have enjoyed this wonderful, wonderful podcast with the future of beauty, uh, with the one and only Miss Latifah. You guys continue to follow me on YouTube. Definitely continue to listen to me here on uh, Anchor at What They Don't Tell You at the Hair Salon. And you guys know what I say, but I'm always, always signing out. I'm always talking about a whole lot of love, a whole lot of peace, and a whole lot of hair. And if you ain't got no hair, don't want no hair, can't stand hair, can't grow no hair. And as a matter of fact, in 2021, you plan on cutting off your hair, don't worry about it. Just rub your beautiful bald head. Why? Because bald heads are beautiful too. Thank you, and we'll see you next week with our wonderful interview with the lovely, lovely natural hairstylist, Miss Victoria Webster. Thank you so Thank much. You so much for having we me. Really, Thanks, really guys. appreciate you joining us.
Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of What They Don't Tell You at the Hair Salon. It's me, your homegirl, your favorite indie author, LaDosha Wright, coming to you live and direct from the lovely, lovely, freezing cold Cleveland, Ohio. And I am so excited to be hosting this podcast in a nice, warm abode called home because it is freezing outside. We're going to have a wonderful podcast this evening because we have one of Cleveland's very own Victoria Webster and her little dog that's going to be barking in the background because after all we're going to be interviewing a real person in a few moments but before we bring Miss Victoria on I'm going to get started with my top three current events and you know who I'm going to get started with you've guessed it the glue girl Ooh, ooh, glue girl so the glue girl Miss Tessica is getting better. Now, to those of you who've been following me on social media, you probably know that by now I've been, you know, pretty much beat up on because I didn't believe it. I didn't think it was real, but it was real. She really did put this stuff in her hair and a wonderful doctor. I believe he was out of LA. He was able to remove it with acetone aloe vera gel and some good old fashioned olive oil. So he saved the bulk of her hair and all is well for Miss Tessica. So on that note, I'm very, very happy for her, but I still think it's more to the story, at least by way of how much she was putting more goo in her hair. That's my take on it. But I'm so glad that she's doing better. Okay, so that's 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 the number one current event. So y'all know where I'm going with number two already. That day gone insurrection, the impeachment hearing. You know, I don't really want to drag this out too much because it is Black History Month, and we do have one of. I, I'm just telling you guys right now when I do this interview with Miss Victoria, you're going to conclude that she is Black history in the making. So I'm just going to say this about this impeachment hearing. I don't know how many of you are familiar with the term drapedomania. Now, I know you're like, is that drape game as a drapedomania? No, but believe it or not, sometime during, I want to say around maybe like 1851, um, some idiot had created this term called drapedomania. And basically, it was like a conjectural like term or like mental illness uh, for uh, as the cause rather for enslaved Africans, you know, trying to flee captivity. Uh, so they called that drapedomania. Mania. So I thought I might come up with my own word, you know, mania being a frenzy. So how about we call the 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 the, the folk? Because we ain't gonna just blame it all on white people, because all white people don't go along with this. But y'all know what I'm saying. Those kinds of people, regardless of color, because it's not like our Trump supporters were white, but let's just say Trump supporters, okay? So how about we call them Hazos Trump Demania? So, you know, they like to use these Greek, you know, adjectives, suffixes and prefixes and all these descriptive words. So um, I'm thinking we'll just call it Hazel's Trump Demania. And so that's basically we're going to deduce that these folks must be crazy 
who are following Trump. So that's my take on the insurrection, the whole impeachment hearing. I'm not quite understanding how they're saying that he's not responsible, but I guess it's like our parents used to say, if your friends jump over a bridge, are you going to go with them? So I guess I don't know. You guys tell me what do you think, okay? All right, and then um, on a good note, Another good note, um, this is Black History Month, and so we're going to be, like I said, we're going to be having this wonderful interview with the lovely, lovely Miss Victoria Webster, but not after I just make one more crazy, you know, just crazy stuff that's going on in the headlines that it's Black History Month, and would you believe during the, the shortest month in the year that's dedicated to us, there are five states Arkansas, Iowa, Mississippi, that's what I said, Mississippi, uh, Missouri, and Dakota. These five states are fighting, that's right, they're fighting uh, to, to, to put in the law to cut the funding for any educational uh, uh, institutions teaching grades K through 12 and some collegiate levels that if they use any part of the 1619 project. And you all know the New York Times, that was just such a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful spread on the history of slavery. I mean, the lady won a prize. Anywho, so um, they're basically saying if you use any information from this project, the 1619 project, you're going to lose funding. And that right there is crazy. But, you know, you can, we can march, we can protest, we can, you know, bang, you know, chain ourselves and do all kinds of stuff. And they would try to do any and everything to stop Black history from unfolding. But you know what? Tonight, we're going to do what? We're going to do it anyway. We're going to keep making Black history. So without further ado, in the spirit of the 1619 Project, uh, in the spirit of our ancestors who made it possible for us to be here through all of this, through uh, they've been through more than what we've been through. We, what we're going through, it doesn't even count. So let's bring on the one, the only, my lovely dear friend, Miss Victoria Webster, Cleveland's own finest cosmetologist, loctician, hair care expert, educator, not to mention she's extremely gorgeous. So when you check out her Instagram, her Facebook, her social media, what you see uh, before your eyes and your phone, I'm telling you, it's it's, it, it compares to nothing to how she is in real life. So uh, to my very own friend who I know will be making Black history, carrying forth the legacy of our ancestors in spite of people trying to stammer out what our ancestors did for us to be here through all that stuff. Victoria, welcome, welcome, and welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> I am so, 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 so glad that you're going to be with us today. So, um, so how, how are you feeling? How are things going? You know, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Um, you know, just trying to stay in a positive headspace through the whole um, Corona situation and, you know, just staying positive. 
Okay, all right. So um, we got this wonderful, wonderful interview that's going to be uh, coming up. So are you ready to get this party started? Let's get started. All right. So you guys out here, first of all, I want to thank you so much for joining us. I also would like to just take a little moment out to give a super duper shout out to Feed Spot once again for ranking what they don't tell you at the hair salon podcast as one of the top 25 hairstylists podcasts to listen to in 2021 and I plan on living up to that wonderful wonderful suggestion and recommendation so let's get this interview started so tell us everybody out here who's listening in the podcast world as a person who specializes in locks a cosmetologist because you're not you know just a person who does locks but you do so much more we're going to find out all about that tell us what's new you know, in the world of locks, something that we just don't know. Something that's new in the world of locks. Um, well, I would say, you know, some of the things as far as trends, what I'm seeing is um, instant locks and lock extensions. So those are the two things that I'm seeing that's kind of trending right now that people might okay. not know about. Okay, so lock extensions and instant lock. So tell everybody who's listening, what are instant locks? Um, well, instant locks um, is a great service for someone who is interested in coming into the salon without locks and leaving with what looks like they've had locks for um, a lot of years. So pretty much what the process is, is, you know, you come in, and you go through the process where you come in with the crochet hook and you leave with what looks like mature locks. Wow. Okay. Now, see, you know, I'm, I'm, I am one of those licensed cosmetologists. Remember, this is a hairstylist podcast. So I'm one of those licensed cosmetologists who's really not that good at hairstyling. So every time I bring someone on, which I'm kind of new at that, at that, at this this year um, I'm just always amazed at what people can do with hair so you got the you have the ability to just you know uh, basically weave in you know some lock fibers is that is that what you're saying uh, yes yep Okay. All right. Okay. So to those of you who are out here listening, we're going to give you all the information of where you can reach out to Miss Victoria. If you are interested in lock extensions and instant locks, which the, which the differences are lock extensions, of course, you're going to add those on probably to your uh, already locks. Maybe you've got some locks that are breaking or you want to see a little bit length on them, have some fun, maybe add one with some color. So that would be your lock extensions. And then now you have this wonderful trending service called Instant Locks where they can add in some prefabricated locked hair, okay? So next up, uh, tell me uh, a little bit about lock care. So, you know, we got this situation with the glue girl who was really trying to avoid hair care. I mean, the number one reason why she really put this stuff on her hair out of her own words, like, you know, she was just trying to keep those edges slayed and <laughs> she accidentally grabbed this wrong stuff and it was holding. And then a month later, she was like, hold up, I can't get this stuff holding out. a little so too we well. See, 
just a little <laughs> bit too well. So we do see that there is a culture where hair care is not something that people are interested in. So what do you what do you say to people who are turning to locks because they believe in their hearts? I'm getting locks so I don't have to do anything to my hair. Yes. So this is a very common conversation that I have um, with clients who are considering getting locks. So during a consultation, I really make sure that I let my potential clients know that, hey, if you decide to go through with getting locks, that doesn't mean that you're not doing anything to your hair. Um, whether it's locks or any style that you have, there is some type of maintenance that comes with your hairstyle. And so with that, um, you still need to make sure that you're using the right products, like you like to say, you know, mm-hmm. um, to make sure that your hair is or your scalp is staying clean in between salon visits um, and that you're making sure that you're getting the right um products for moisture in your hair as well and then just making sure that you're taking the time to wrap your hair up um, to avoid getting it wet and just really making sure that you're tending to your hair it's not a style where you just put it in and you don't do anything to it (laughs) which a lot of people have to have that um, expectation So help everybody out here who's listening understand, or maybe just kind of give us a scope. Now, I know you can't answer this for every single person who thinks that locks are uh, basically uh, will give them uh, carefree hair. What is it that you think people are avoiding? What is it about caring for hair that you think people just don't like? Um, I think it's more so the time commitment. So I think, you know, with the technology that we have now, you know, referring to YouTube, a lot of people like to hop online and take care of their hair at home. Not saying that, you know, styling your hair at home is, is bad, but sometimes it can be time consuming if you aren't sure of what you're doing. Um, moving forward into like the natural hair movement and more women and men deciding to wear their hair in their natural state. Um, you're kind of getting to people dealing with issues with keeping their hair moisturized or detangling their hair, um, trying to define their hair or their um, curl pattern. And those things can be time consuming when you're doing that at home. So when it comes to locks, a lot of people are deferring to locks because they feel like they don't have to go through all of that with this hairstyle. And so you're saying that regardless whether you're going to wear your hair in two strand twist, wash and go, rod set, uh, coils or finger coils, or even, you know, uh, instant locks, or um, uh, uh, lock extensions, there is some level of care that requires time that includes a cleansing and detangling process and some modality of moisture or coating the hair to protect the fibers. For sure, for sure. 
Okay, okay, for sure. So for sure. So in that process, we got a clear understanding of, of what lock care is and that there is no such thing as locked hair means no care. Correct. <laughs> yes. All right. So with that being said, well, what happens in the event that somebody breaks a lock or a lock becomes thin or their hair starts thinning? Can you repair a lock? So what is lock repair when people uh, have some, you know, just some natural, not, maybe they did nothing wrong, but that that lock needs some repair. Maybe it got caught on something. Uh, maybe it got twisted. Their hair is starting to thin. What is lock repair? Yes. Um. So there's different ways and different techniques that to repair a lock. So like you said, sometimes you might run into an issue where a lock may be thinning. Um, or, you know, just over time, things happen where you have to repair it. Um, there's a couple of methods. So one common method is, again, going in with a crochet hook. And I'm going to try to describe this the best way that I can. <laughs> but kind of meshing the hair together, the hair strands together. And wherever that lock may be weak using the crochet needle to, to mesh those hair fibers together to create a stronger um, bond within that lock. Okay. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, that makes, that makes really good sense. So you're, you're really talking about reinforcing the hair uh, where it's weak in that, but the, the, the catch is, again, you know, you got to have the right product, mm -hmm. the right tool, and the right technique so that when you begin to mesh and repair the lock, you're not compromising their natural hair as you intertwine this uh, fiber to reinforce that hair. Is that yes. correct? Okay, so we want you guys to understand that lock repair is very intricate. Uh, lock repair is very, uh, what we want to call, is labor intensive. So we definitely want to recommend that you guys are going out and scheduling, making appointments with people who specialize in this. They must offer you some type of a consultation. Uh, you want to make sure that you're getting a clear understanding of what you're going to have to do when you're going to be having your locks or one lock repaired. Because as Victoria just pointed out to us, this is not something where you're just going to take a piece of fiber and wrap <laughs> it around your hair and then get some glue and spray it on there. It's a little bit more, you know, intricate than yes. that. Okay. <laughs> and so uh, with all of this, we're encouraging everybody. You've got to get some, uh, uh, go see someone who has some education, some training. And with that, what, what do you think is, is there anything that's missing in education for, for locticians because people are thinking, oh, I could just watch YouTube and I got this. I don't, because most states don't require natural hairstylists to have any education or training. So um, how can our listeners know, you know, what to look for, what you think is missing? What, what can they do to kind of screen or vet, you know, uh, uh, Who's qualified? So this is what's missing and this is what you want to look for. for yes, definitely. So when you're seeking out a loctician, um, one of the key things that someone should be looking for is, is that loctician 
um, requiring a consultation because there are so many things to take into account when locking someone's hair. Um, so at a consultation, should uh, be looking at the hair texture to see what method would be best to lock the hair because there are multiple methods to use based off of the hair texture. You want to make sure that you're a right candidate to get locks. So, you know, if you have any breakage or thinning or balding, that's an indication that you probably should not install a set of starter locks on a client. And you want to make sure that the person can um, provide you with how to take care of your locks in between salon appointments um, and what products should be used and kind of going through and making sure that you know all of the options that are available. So do you want to, are you able to, and do you want to start with two strand twist, comb coils, and like what we were talking about before, are you interested in instant locks or lock extensions? Um, so locks um, really depend on the client that walks through the door. So at a consultation, all of those things should be going on. Okay. All right, so you guys are getting this. I hope you are. You guys are taking notes. You do understand that you can replay this. So now this is the perfect time for you to give that plug because some people are like, I ain't about to wait to the end of this. So tell me right now, where can I find Miss Victoria? Because I'm ready to go see her right now. So right now, for all the people who are like, come on, get to the good part. Where are you located? Give us all the good stuff. Yes, so the name of my salon is Blossom to Beauty. I'm located in Euclid, Ohio, um, and you can find me on Instagram. My social media handle is Blossom to Beauty. That's the number two. Or you can find me on Facebook under Victoria Webster. That's you know that's my government name. Government, government, government. Okay. Um, but those are the two places where I am. Okay, so guys, it's just that easy. You you have your Instagram. If you're not into Instagram, you have Facebook. If you're not into Facebook, of course, you can Google Blossom 2. She said that's the number two beauty, and we can only imagine exactly why you would name your business Blossom to Beauty. I think that's absolutely phenomenal. So phenomenal it is, but what about the mistakes? So we've got all the good things. We got the hair going. We got to make sure that, uh, you know, we that there's a time commitment. We got to keep them clean. We got to have them detangled and don't let them get all fuzzy. All this good stuff. The dog said, hurry up, this is the good part. So now, now, what's Brownie. your dog's name, by the way? So Brownie says, can you share with us, tell the people, what are the top three mistakes that people make uh, when locking hair, whether they're doing it themselves or professionally, you just see this across the board. These are the top three things like, no, 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 don't do that. Yes. Um, top three problems. I would say the first one or mistakes rather would be not having patience. Um, when you're locking your hair, you definitely need to have patience and be prepared for all of the phases and, um, um, changes that your hair is going to go through. So just knowing what to expect and being patient and knowing that locks are not made overnight. 
Unless you get sent locks. Okay. <laughs> Life expenses. <laughs> All um, right now. That would be the biggest okay. thing, you know, just, just being able to be patient uh, with your hair. Um, now you... Uh-huh, I was just going to move into the, into the second problem. Okay. Uh, which would be selecting the wrong products to use in the hair. Uh-oh. Give us an example, um, An example of a wrong product would be beeswax. I know that's a popular... Yes, it's a popular... <laughs> Everybody, honk your horn. Look at your screen a little bit harder. Shake your phone. Come on, shake your phone. Better yet, go over <laughs> to Blossom to Beauty on Instagram and hit the heart button several times. What do you mean, no beeswax? Forever they've been saying, start your lock with beeswax. And then here you come saying, no beeswax. No beeswax. And I say that because whenever you are putting a product in a lock, you want to use a product that's lightweight. And that is going to wash out when you go to shampoo the hair. So have you have you ever worked with beeswax? Or are you familiar with how it works with the hair? Yeah, I yes, am. it's real. Yes, funny. it's real sticky, um, and it's a nightmare to get out of the hair. Um, and so what happens is if you're using products that are are sticky or on the heavier side. You can come across a lot of different problems, but a common one is where you are attracting lint into your hair. So anyone who has um, mature locks or has done any type of research about locks, they know that sometimes that's a problem for people. So if you're using products hmm. there. Well, what about, so what, well, what about <laughs> Gorilla Glue? Can, can we use that? No, I'm just kidding. We're just kidding, Tessica. <laughs> we're just, we're just making light of you. We're glad you're well. We know you don't know who we are, but unfortunately we know who you are. So no beeswax. You got to be patient. And then what you got? For um, the third three? biggest mistake is um, choosing the wrong way to start your locks. Wait a minute. Okay, I'm sorry, y'all. I know y'all like, come on, Dr. Stop interrupting. But I'm learning too. I'm learning too. So there is a wrong way. I know my last <laughs> name is spelled wrong, but it's right. So what's the wrong <laughs> the wrong way that people start? Well, um, like what I mentioned before, like when you when you're going to a loctician and you're going in for a consultation, one of the things you want to look at is how the hair is made up. So you know the hair texture. Is it fine? Is it is it coarse? Is it normal? Do we have high density, low density? Kind of look at, have to take a look at all of those things. Um, is it straight? Is it curly? Is it coily? All of those things are going to help you to determine what's the best way to start your locks. So, for an example, can I do a can, can I do a skirt skirt on you right quick? Skirt skirt. So skirt skirt. You can you can, you can yes. lock straight hair. Okay. 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 Yes. People with straight hair can have locks, but a perfect example of using the wrong um, method to start a lock would be, you know, if someone came to me with straight hair and said, Hey, Victoria, like I want to start locks. And if I was to go in and try to start that with comb coils, that wouldn't be the best way. 
Oh, so you can't right. cookie cut right. this process. Okay. I hope you guys are taking writing some really good notes because Miss uh, Victoria is dropping the bomb. She's letting you know that lot care, like styling, whether you're going to start them, add them, or just do something very instantaneously, you've got to do quite a bit. And you you're going to the right person. And so, Victoria, you don't just do locks. So how about you surprise everybody and tell everybody what else do you do at Blossom to Beauty? What else is offered there? Or is there anyone else there that we should yes. know about? Yes. So I have a stylist by the name of Atiana. She's really great. Um, so she also focuses on locks. Um, naturally textured hair and braids. So she's a phenomenal stylist. Um, if you want to check her out on Instagram, her handle is xo.stylist. So check her out. Um, myself, yes, I do offer other styles outside of locks. Um, so an example would be silk presses, um, flat twist, two strand twist. Um, Bantu knots, and we have braids. Any makeup? Any makeup or any all this to go? Eyelashes? You thought everybody like not just lashes. yet. It's in the works. Not just yet. <laughs> okay, it's in the works. All right, so we got uh, we have Atiana at xo stylist, and she is. You can yes. find her on Instagram, correct? All right, so we definitely want to show Atiana. Again, she is at xo.stylist on Instagram. And then you're definitely going to also follow Miss Victoria at Blossom to Beauty. That's the number two on Instagram. And then her government is on Facebook at Victoria Webster. And if you guys are listening and you're not on any of that, remember, you can Google Blossom 2 Beauty, the number two, and you will be able to find Victoria. And if you can find Victoria, then we know you can also have access to Miss Atiana. So um, what about combing out locks? Have you ever seen yes, that I, I personally have not combed um, locks out. But I've seen other people do it, and it is a very long process. <laughs> but it is possible. Okay. Yes. So you, but it is possible. Okay, guys. So you heard it. Remember, now, I don't know if you guys are paying attention, but Victoria is being very consistent <laughs> in this interview. She keeps going back to understand it's a time commitment. So even if you're going to start your locks, if you're going to care for your locks, if you're going to repair a lock, and also if you're going to calm out your locks. Victoria is saying it's going to take time, hence blossom to beauty, okay? So now what's the most difficult part about achieving locks? Is just go ahead on and just being patient or you just got to grow your hair out long enough or what do you think people just got to know just in a, a quick, like guys, make sure you do Um, I would say having patience. Okay. Okay. So she's going back to patience. So if you're going to do your locks, guys, she says, first and foremost, please be patient. And a lot of times, I, you know, we do locks at the salon, we start them. And I'm telling you, she is correct. People come back and say, where are my locks at? And we're like, it's only been two weeks. It's like, it's not a, you got you to gotta be patient. You got to hang in there. I got an interview. I got a job. But you don't understand. 
And it's like, hey, guys, we're just hairstylists. We just can't make this happen. So she says, please, please, please be very, very patient. So as you can see, we're having fun. And, Brownie. Um, what's your dog's name again? So Brownie is with us in the background barking every now and again. And so we're going to have some fun. So now it's time for us to play our game. And I call this Respond. So this is our little rapid respond. And so we're going to have some fun before we wrap this interview up where I'm just going to say a couple of words, you know, like one at a time. And then what's going to happen is Victoria is going to share with you guys the very first word that comes to her mind and you guys can play along with us. Now, remember, this is a game. It's supposed to be fun. So we want you guys to just enjoy, have fun on this podcast, even though we're interviewing. It's not always <laughs> about being huffy and stuffy. So are you yes. ready to play Rapid Respond? All right, fire up. Let's get ready. Everybody, you guys are ready? Woo -woo, here we go. Number one, coconut Crunchy. oil. <laughs> Black Jamaican Here's castor it. oil. Beautiful. Natural hair. Lock investment. Unfamiliar. One <laughs> One love. How did you guys like that? She did a really, really good job. I actually still, I have to give big props to my homeboy, Mr. Kofi Pasta of the Kofi Pasta Research Team. You guys have to check them out on Instagram. They have three dynamic books. They have a deck of cards. The Kofi Pasta Research Team is definitely the jump off. So I stole this uh, interview, a uh, little game from one of doing an interview with him. And I said, I've got to steal it. And everybody loves it. Yeah, that's like fun. The respond game. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So one last thing. Tell us something about you that everybody just probably give us one or two things, maybe one, maybe two, whatever, um, that people maybe just can't find on Instagram. What would they be surprised, surprised to know about to me? Know about? Um, well, you might yeah. be able to tell this from my Facebook page, but I've really been into um, learning about African-American history um, before slavery. So I've been kind of looking for books to to read and and finding out more about, you know, our culture and who we were before um, the Atlantic trade slave slave trade. All right now. OK. All right. So people, she's a history buff. And with, with emphasis on African history prior to slavery. I did not know that. So after this, we'll have to have a little chit-chat. You might want to check out the Coffee oh, Pie yeah. Research Team. If that's your thing, then that is the direction to go. So please check out the Coffee Pie Research Team. They have a wonderful book. I started off with Spears of the Masi. So I would recommend that to anybody, including you, Victoria. Again, you can find their books. 
uh, on Amazon as well as coffeepiesidetv.com. All right. Um, and so do you have a favorite professional lactician that you admire, like anybody who's inspired you in your career uh, in the, in the, I mean, I know you do more than just locks, but that is one of your expertise. So uh, who is that one special person like that really like gives you a spark? Um, I would say that I have two. So the first one will All be right, you. Let's get him. Um, <laughs> oh, you know what? She just played me. Hey guys, this doesn't count on the podcast. I wasn't ready for that. Okay, so uh, no, I would say it would have to be off, you okay? because, um, you know, you've you've seen my journey from you know when I when I was working in corporate America and, and we've had conversations about you know transitioning into be, being a full time hairstylist and. You know, I've come to the salon many times and you've always just been open to, to sharing information. And I'm really thankful for that. So you, of course. <laughs> oh, dear, 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 dear. That's what yes. thank you. And, um, and then dear. the second hairstylist, um, you actually told me about her, uh, Miss Vava down in the, the Carolinas. So she is a loctician. Um, and even though you gave me my first lot class, um, I did go ahead and, and take some classes with Miss Vava and she's phenomenal as well. So I really, I really like her work and she has a, a very strong passion for locks and is a wonderful loctician. Yes, yes. If you don't know who Miss Vava is, I think the name speaks for itself. And I would encourage everybody, and I'm kind of like, Victoria, <laughs> we ain't just saying this, y'all. We're telling the truth according to proof. Miss Vava down in North Carolina has it going on. All you really have to do for real, for real, tell them, Victoria. You can just go on YouTube, put in ms.vava, V-A-H, V-A-H, and I promise you, you'll yes, be like, yes, Vava she, is, she is very innovative when it comes to locks. Okay. So, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she, she's very, very good. Okay. So um, last but not least, we're going to wrap this up. You talked about your, you know, you're into, um, uh, history prior to slavery. Is there, so you're doing a little bit of reading, a little bit of research. Is there a book that you've read that you really like as an author? I love, 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 love to read as much as I love writing. So I like for all of my listeners to know what good books that, the, uh, that people um, I'm interviewing or reading. So is there a good book, maybe one or two, if you may, if you have two, that you want to share with everyone that, hey, this is a book that I've read and yes. y'all going to um, get. Just, just well, Brownie is in the back trying to tell everybody. <laughs> Brown, come on, Brownie. Come on, Brownie. Brownie got a book, too. It's called Bow, Wow, Wow, Yippee, Yo, Atomic Dog. No, but um, one, one of the books, um, I'm actually in the process of reading it, is... The Destruction of Black Civilization. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. What? The Chancellor <laughs> E. Williams? Oh, shoot. Now, you see how I jumped that? Come on, y'all. So, come on. You Because I just jumped that right out there, you need to share this podcast with all of your friends. What are the chances of the interviewer knowing the name of the book that the interviewee just 
Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yes, that's yes. the dopest book ever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a great debate that just went on on Instagram with the Amin Ra Squad, with one of the gentlemen from the Amin Ra Squad, Brother Unk. And they were talking about some of the material in the book being a little bit outdated. And uh, Kofi Paisai and his research team are actually entertaining uh, uh, being in the process to, you know, just make some modifications to some of the the writings, the research uh, in uh, um, Chester E. Williams' book. So you guys got to understand in all fairness, when a lot of this stuff was written, they didn't have all the information that we have now. So when you're reading old books like that, I agree. Don't be so punitive, but that by far is one of the best books. I think he gives a blueprint on how we should be, you know, as Africans. Yes, I'm just yes, saying definitely. it's a really good book. Yeah. That's all I have. Is there now. another one or that's just it? All right. Okay. That's all she has for now. Well, check this out, guys. We appreciate you. We have just had a very, very in-depth, detail-oriented interview with the one and only my dear friend. She says I admire her. She just (laughs) stole my little shine because I was going to put it all on her. So I'm going to do it anyway. She is my Shiro. She inspires me because a lot of times when you reach a certain age in life, you just think you know everything. You think, oh, whatever. I've seen it. I've seen it all. If you hang around Victoria, you get in her company, you sit in her chair, just go through her page. She's going to change your perspective on getting old, thinking everything is dull. Anytime somebody names their business Blossom to Beauty, you can best believe this is a young lady who's who is definitely history in the making. She has her protege, Miss Atiana, uh, working side by side next to her as they build this wonderful, wonderful business. I want you guys to reach out to Victoria. She has what it takes. And I promise you, you will not. Yes, ma'am. Be Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. You're so welcome. Is there anything else that um, we should know before we wrap this up? Any, you got any specials, anything, any deals, any great things you got going on? Anything come up in the world? Um, of I do have or? something in the works. Um, it's called the um, Booked and Busy Stylist System. So if there are any hairstylists that are out there that are um, wondering how they can come up with a system to stay booked, out at least a month in advance um that is something that will be available pretty soon in the education realm um other than that that's about it okay guys so we will look forward to that and maybe once you get that going i would love to have you come back on and we can do a business a business segment here on what they don't tell you at the hair salon again i thank my guest so much the lovely miss victoria webster of blossom to beauty and you guys can find her on instagram or on Facebook at Victoria Webster. I appreciate you so much. And you know what I say when I'm always signing out. I'm talking about a whole lot of love, a whole lot of peace, and a whole lot of hair. And if you ain't got no hair, don't want no hair, can't stand hair, but you just like listening to hair and you plan on cutting off in 2021, you know what I say? Don't worry about it. 
Just rub your beautiful bald head. Why? You want to know why? You want to know why, Victoria? Because yes. bald heads are beautiful too. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate you. Is that you, Miss Victoria? It is me. Okay, so we're going to hang up and try it again so we don't hear that scooting around. So okay. I'm going to uh, send you the same link again. And then when you uh, click over, just make sure you're sitting nice and still. Okay. All right. Is that you, Miss Victoria? It is me. Okay. So we're going to hang up and try it again so we don't hear that scooting around. So okay. I'm going uh, to uh, send you the same link again. And then when you uh, click over, just make sure you're sitting nice and still. Okay. All right.